This is part 202 of our conversation on changing minds, ours and others. And if you missed last week's conversation, we think this one will still stand on its own. Thanks very much for listening. There's a great moment in, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the comedy Ted Lasso on uh, HBO. Mm. The, uh, is it Jason Sudeikis? Is, I, f- I forget his first name, but uh, but he has he has a line where he brings in Walt Whitman and he you know, says that people have underestimated him his entire life. Mm. And um, mm. you know he has this moment, he says, where I realized it didn't have anything to do with me. Mm. That, that these, these, these people were not curious. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, that would probably take us a little too far afield, but I do, I feel like we're meaningfully moving in a direction that continues to flesh out why I think, um, where the, the boundary limits of, of things like wokeness are, which mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, and it remind it reminds me of, of a conference I was at where you had sort of had two generations of, I mean, it was, it was not, it was not a uniracial conference. There were, it was a multiracial conference, of course, as they all are. But the argument that was taking place were basically between two generations of black scholars, mm. one very old generation, sort of like Henry Louis Gates was not there, but these are people who have worked with him and sort of of that generation. Right. And, then, and even slightly older, and then sort of the generation slightly younger than that. And basically, you know, the older generation was saying something very close to what you were just saying, Seth, that like, look, you know, engage with these things. There are a number of ideas and institutions with you know, sort of deep and historical antecedents in Western (coughs) culture that, that, um, reinforce, um, you know, a kind of, of, uh, racial hegemony. All of those things should be engaged with and, you know, and contested with. Um, but also at the same time, you have to not conflate yourself with those ideas. These, these things are not actually about, they're, they're about bad ideas and they're not Mm -hmm. about, you and that was something that the younger generation of scholars was was not was not a line they were willing to give. Yeah, they, they were you know they they were not willing to concede that. Yeah, um, because there's a tremendous amount of investment at this mm. point in in our racial identities. I mean, it really is the cornerstone for a lot of people about what they are on both sides of it. I mean, clearly in America, because the country went totally insane when Barack Obama was elected. I mean, hate <laughs> groups, you know, sp- I mean, yeah. so I don't mean to say it's only on the woke side at all, at right, all. Right. But, um, you know, we just, we went, we went like crazy. People just went nuts. There's a precedent just, for what you're talking about, though. <laughs> that nutsiness went on in the 60s and 70s. There was a precedent. Sure, yeah, there's a precedent, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. also the people who avoided it. They avoided they they wrestled with the ideas, but they were not there to do diversity training. Do <laughs> you know they were yeah. they were they were sidestepping this kind of um, essentialization that mm. helped them become a much more engaged, thoughtful intellectuals, people that I respect, like a Morrison, mm. a Tony K. Bambara. And it didn't mean that they they relinquished anything that was important to them. They just saw it as that's not where I want to go with this. I see what y'all doing. But I'm doing the long game, mm-hmm. and I and yeah. I've been watching the the long game people. No matter what race they are, or what gender, I'm just like, no, I want to be on that page. So, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Yeah. Well, that means that you can't be, you can't. The technology has made it so much more um, difficult to sustain or develop a thought because you have to have an opinion about something every fucking three minutes. Right. 
Yeah. And right. you yeah. and you really right. don't. Let's be honest. Right. You really don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't have an yeah. opinion. Particularly people yeah. who are um yeah. are in the public eye, we know what they're going to say <laughs> because they've made mm-hmm. their platforms clear. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. how outrageous is it going to be or not outrageous or whatever. And of course there are exam- examples to the contrary, but I'm like I need to think about what Travis told me last week. And, mm. I, and so I need to sit down and think mm. with it, wrestle with maybe note it out examples get mm. the beakers and the um <laughs> and the goggles <laughs> i need to really kind of go some stuff. here's what i here's what you know okay so we've got the we've got the results in so i respect mm. the the people who really don't engage a lot of social media but have amazing thinking but they just use a different platform to put it out because mm. that rush yeah. to rush to judgment can really mm. be i think really affects Maybe some kind of thinkers. Maybe some other people thrive in that environment. I don't. I don't have a lot to say. I I love the observation that you do not have to have an opinion about everything every three months. And that is that is absolutely exactly what it is mm-hmm. with social with media and social media right now. Like mm-hmm. you literally are generating opinions. They're like opinion generation machine. And you've mm-hmm. got to have them and mm-hmm. you've got to have the right one. Mm-hmm. And you've got to call you know, I mean, ev- and it's it's relentless. And it's not even it's about relentless. the information though. Sometimes it's about the click. No, no. It's about the click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah. and and maybe you guys can help me make sense of this because I, I think I'm almost there, but I'm not quite there. Mm-hmm. That there was a when Barack Obama became president, and it was um, during the first four years um, um, after um, after his first election. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a white woman who was, and I used to read. Um, Unfortunately, I used to read Huff Post, and I think it was one of those Huff Post articles where the you know, white woman says. Barack Obama is a nigger or something like that. Like she said, like she said that somewhere or like posted it somewhere and they're like, oh yeah, well, well, yeah. and then, and then of course, you know, there were consequences. She, yeah, of course. She got fired from her job or whatever, whatever, something like that. But I remember her excuse being, and I don't, and to be clear, I don't know if she said exactly that. I know that there were lots of stories like that in those first okay. four years, but she said something like that. And her response when the HuffPost reporter quizzed her on this was, it's just my opinion. And I just, <laughs> I'm, I, like, I, I wanted to say, what does that mean to you? Like, it's just your opinion. Oh, that's full stop, like, buddy. That's full stop. But go ahead, yeah. What, yeah, like, I'm, so I'm, I'm giving it to y'all. Like, what does she mean by that? Like, it's just my opinion. Well, that's what Piers Morgan it, is me, talking about now, right? Yeah, no, no, please go. Yeah, please go ahead. I think yeah. that's what he's doing because, I mean, the opinion thing, I, I was walking with a friend of mine this morning. We were talking about Meghan Markle. And I said, you know, I didn't, I've watched a few of the things, but I wasn't able to, I, I don't want to watch the whole thing. I'm not interested in monarchy. Uh, all it is, is interesting to me is a cultural moment. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it with smart people and then be done with it. Right. But I'd mm-hmm. rather, it's an attention stealer. Georgia mm-hmm. just passed voting laws that, su- that are suppressive. We need to be on that. So yeah. that's the mm-hmm. distraction to me. So, mm. but the other thing about the woman and the the notion of an opinion. I'm reading, um, not reading, listening, watching a movie called White Noise, and the director mm. follows around three people. He follows around. God, don't have it available to me now. But Richard Spencer, uh, some other guy who will come to me. But so they're um, he's just following them around, and 
I think he's just letting them talk. I know there's an editorial eye here for sure in editing, but they're saying mm-hmm. things as if they have some of them have no. They're just about the clicks, as I mentioned. You don't know what they really think. They're younger. They want attention. One guy was like just bragging about how he wasn't a politician. He was just, and he was basically an incel guy. You've seen him. You've seen him before, um, definitely. But mm-hmm. I don't. And when they were challenged about what they said, they would. It's just my opinion. I don't just. Mm. A, 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 what did I write? I wrote this morning. I was like a shrug, a head, a nod. It's just my opinion. Mm. And it, and that's supposed to be full stop. You're not supposed to go past that line or because they're not going to go anywhere. That's just the answer. And uh. so it's very anti-intellectual. It's very oh, okay. it's not, it, you don't engage with anyone because that's the st- sword they're going to die on. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're basically saying they're giving you a sort of wall on onto which you cannot climb. You like you have no yeah. purchase, like intellectually. It's just that's just how that. I feel. They you think don't. That, but yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you don't get to. You don't get to like make me do any more work on this issue. Yeah, someone yeah. very close to me has yeah. that opinion about stuff. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just it's like this is my lawn. Uh-huh. Know, this is, that's that's the equivalent of that. It's just yeah. it's, this is not. It's not. This isn't uh, open for debate. This is not open for discussion. No. This is. Uh-huh. I, I think Stephen encapsulated exactly right. This it's full stop. Like that's that's it. That's the end right there. Uh-huh. And in and, and the and and the equivalent on the other side is this is my truth. Like right. that's what you get very much on right. the on the right. more liberal progressive side. Well, this is right. my truth. Let me speak my truth. Right. Um, it's a messy thing because mm. things like that and, you know, a phrase like that, my truth or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it is in fact historically true that oppressed peoples have like, they've sort of been blocked out of, uh, being able to confess or discuss the things that have happened to them, oh, the things that have happened to their communities. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know, intentionally and yes. unintentionally, right? right? It happens, it happens, on, it's a spectrum, right? right? And so it's a very difficult thing to contest with because of course that's true. Of course it's true that, you know, the black experience in the North, in the United States, in the mid to late 20th century was a lot of unintentional obstructions. Mm. And tell me what you mean and, by that. And well, I mean, sort of the ways that, um, blacks would not be admitted to certain social institutions or wouldn't be shown certain homes or, you know, this kind of thing, even in areas that, um, you don't have overt or explicitly racist uh, institutions or laws. So that's the unintentional um, so, part of oh, it, sorry. though? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to clarify yeah, what yeah, that means. Because that felt direct. Yes. That's a direct, you're yes, not coming so, in here. So, but, <laughs> Yeah, but so I think, but I don't think that people's own motivations are entirely transparent to them. Like, it's not that they, so the real estate agent, you know, like in the famous sort of, you know, kind of redlining, that kind of thing. Yeah. The real estate agent, you know, in a lot of instances, I would suggest probably doesn't even know that the reason that they aren't showing it to these group of people is because of their skin color. It's some other 
bias that is not apparent. That's to pretty them. generous. I'm not saying that, yeah, that's pretty generous. I, I'm not yeah. So here you say I'm not saying that there mm-hmm. aren't people who don't do who haven't done it. Well, oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, continue to do it intentionally, but. Um, I definitely think, well, I'll give you a, let me give you a concrete example instead of being so amorphous about it. Mm -hmm. So Claremont, um, in, uh, Claremont, California, Mm -hmm. uh, where I did my, my graduate work, um, super, uh, apparently progressive community, right? So lots of, it's very diverse, et cetera. Up until like the mid to late 1990s, they had an issue with selling homes to non-white families and probably non-model Asian families too. It would be my guess. I don't know if that's in fact true, but mm-hmm. um, it, my my suspicion is that in a place like Claremont, that bias was largely unexamined and not explicitly understood by the people perpetuating it amongst the like younger real estate agents. I don't mean people in their like seventies and eighties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I think that in a lot of areas of the country that seem more progressive, that in fact continues. And so mm-hmm. when, and, and, you know, maybe I'm being overly generous in that read. I'm certainly open to that possibility because I'm constantly surprised at how overt it is for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so that's a reality in this country. Okay. And that reality has to be dealt with and contended with. But it's still a flavor of that when people will draw a line in discussions in progressive circles mm-hmm. around, well, this, this is my truth. I mean, this most recently came out with the, like that thing at Smith College or whatever about the, the, the janitor that was essentially accused of, of racial bias. And it turned out to be absolutely nothing. And he like had lost his job or was suspended for part of that time. Mm-hmm. It was actually in the Times, but. Oh, I was thinking about the woman who wanted to rap, who left her job as a librarian. It was a white woman, and they pulled her. Oh, aside. I don't, know this don't one. want to rap. I'm going to definitely. I don't want to pull from your example because I want to. I didn't hear about the janitor part at, at Smith. Yeah. Right? So, okay. Yeah, and basically, this um, this uh, young girl athlete, um, African descent, like recent African Im- immigrant, as far as my understanding is, basically leveled these accusations of racial bias mm-hmm. against a security guard, a janitor, and all this kind of stuff. And it turned out, and the college reacted to it, suspended these people, all this kind of stuff. And a long, thorough investigation turned out to none of it was true. It was it was all this girl's um, sort of imagined slights um and mm. they they never yeah 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 i'll, I'll forward it to you thank you um and and you know it, this is basically a, an attention seeking activity from a kid i mean that's what you are when you're in college you're 20 you're a kid mm. and so but of course from her point of view and people that would champion that well this was her truth this is what she this is this is what she experienced mm-hmm so that very same thing, well, this is my opinion, is often used mm. in progressive circles to wall off reasonable discussion mm. around certain issues, mm. even though it's touchy. It mm. is touchy because I think of microaggressions. Earlier on, one of your examples, I was like, James Baldwin is sitting on this one show in the 70s and he goes, I don't know what ministers think about me. I know I'm not in their churches. I don't know what those people say about me in that neighborhood, but I'm not living in that state. So mm-hmm. how much longer do you need for this thing you call progress? 
mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that for a while. And so when I think about what you're saying about the non-explicit, I'm like, but you know, and even Elizabeth Alec, not Elizabeth Alexander, Elizabeth Banks, the actress, mm-hmm. came on on Twitter and said something that I thought was really interesting. She goes, "You know, you don't want to be treated like a, a black person. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Mm-hmm. What's <laughs> that about? Right. So there's something kind of provo- um, useful, I think, you here when we talk about the not explicit, mm-hmm. right?" So, but I didn't want to lose the point about um, truth and then walling off because I think that I think about power, how people want to feel powerful. What you said earlier, Trev, uh, Seth, about you felt like that woman was taking away your power. Mm. And I think that was really important and mm. germane to what I'm trying to get at, which is how do you feel mm. powerful in a society where you feel powerless? And mm. I'm not just talking about oppressed people. Because even the people who aren't oppressed don't feel much power. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fake kind of power. Mm-hmm. And it's a power with consequences. And so you constantly have to be putting up walls not to see what the fuck you're doing. You have to constantly mm-hmm. be doing something. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I think that everyone, yeah, and it's a, it's a society where they do these these research, um, research, uh, these, what do you call them, quiz, not quizzes, but uh, Gallup polls and say, who do you trust? You trust the government, you trust this, you trust this. And there's a lack, I mean, it's gone down considerably over the years, mm-hmm. trust in institutions. So the, the onus is for people to become their own thing. And I think a lot of that, um, right. I don't want to say both sides. I want to say all sides. There's, I think there are all these different takes on it. That yeah. how do you feel powerful? How do you feel good about yourself if not for the thing you think you think? <laughs> you know? So can I can I jump in here? Um, mm-hmm. I have a couple of thoughts, but one I want to before I go into the primary one, I want to just give a shout out or ex- explain the um, the reference you made to the film White Noise. It came out in 2020 last year. It was directed by Daniel Lombroso, and it followed Richard B. Spencer, Michael Chernovich or Chernovich. Vic. I yeah. think it's Cernovich, yeah. Cernovich, thank you. And Lauren Southern. So mm-hmm. it's sort of looking at the roots of the alt-right movement mm-hmm. in, in the U.S. Um, and then I want to uh, follow on what kind of both of you have been saying by referring to a thing I, I listen to. I, you know, I drive a lot now um, mm-hmm. um, because I live in Newburgh and most things are... Uh, a drive away. Not in Newburgh. Right? No, no, they're in Newburgh. It's just, it's just miles away, right? So, right, right. The work so, you have to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I listen to um, Spotify a lot, and one of the things that Spotify gives me is The Daily, which is a podcast from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And mm. the one that I listened to uh, yesterday was the episode with Officer Harry Dunn, who was at work at the Capitol on the morning of January 6th. Okay. And he talks about, Mm. uh, he's a black man. He talks about how he thought he was going to die. And the conversation is very wrenching in in places. One of the things that he also mentions, which really made my blood run cold, was he says at some point he was surrounded by people. He said they Mm. were at that moment, he said, he said, it came in waves, right? So there were moments okay. when they were surrounded by hundreds of people. I think at this particular moment, he was said he was surrounded by like 40 or 50 people. Um, <sighs> uh, and, and he was sort of cornered off. And 
he did, he had people were yelling at him saying, blah, 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 my vote should count, my vote should count. And he said, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Shouldn't my vote count? And mm. Mm. the person closest to him turned around to his or her compatriots and said, hey, this nigger voted for Joe Biden. Yes. And people mm. started saying it. This nigger voted for yes. Joe Biden. Yes. A I don't know what I would have done in that moment. I don't know. I don't know. I just... I think of mobs as cowards, though. But they could have killed him. They could have killed him. Yeah, absolutely. They, they could have ripped him apart. So, um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, that's a tough one. I, I, I don't... I don't fully want to let go of the fact, though, that, you know, the ugliest parts of us come out in those situations. Right. And, and I, I, I do, you know, I'm not trying to hand wave it away at all because I am, you know, but, but about seven different thoughts are occurring at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, the most, Go with the most, most provocative being, one. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Travis. Well, the most salient one being that, you know, we had sort of talked about this last week when we were talking about the fire, and you had sort of mentioned this, Stephen, and it reminded me of something, like a pop cultural reference, um, this TV show called Firefly. And there's an episode oh, where yeah. um, they're they're torturing one of the, the main characters, and mm. the whole point of the episode is that you can't know who someone is until they're in, in until basically they're under extreme duress. Mm. That it's only it's only under extreme duress do you know who someone is. And you had sort of alluded to that, Stephen, last mm -hmm. week. And and it, it tracks with my own experience, you know, training in martial arts for years and doing other physical things. Like people come in the door with one persona, and then things on the mat get difficult. Mm -hmm. And a different persona comes out sometimes for people, mm. for good, good and ill. Mm. And so I don't want to let go of that fact that this was something that these people had said in the, in the group, in that crowd, in that moment, with the holding the power. Mm -hmm. um, if if that is the case, then I don't know that I have a very strong defense of uh, America or its historical trajectory. If that's mm. if that is if that is the reality. Um, for even a significant minority of us in 2021. Mm. Um, yeah, if that's... If the, that is not... Go ahead, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. no, no. No, please. no, 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 please. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, if that's their truth, then we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. We've been in trouble um, for a while. Which yeah, is starting yeah. to... The whole duress thing that you're talking about also relates to the pressure cooker that is America has been the last yeah. four years. So people yeah. are definitely revealing themselves, you know. Yeah. But I... I also want to be careful of those kind of, uh, you know, pearls of wisdom. Right. Because m most of life is not taking place under duress. Right. And what, and what was so terrible about the United States and its apartheid state was the persistent institutional suppression, repression, torture, and violence against a group of people, mm -hmm. groups of people, I should say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that that is in fact the real damage there. And that's something like racism and something that, that pops up in these, in these pressure cooker moments are actually very small ingredients in everyday interactions. Mm -hmm. And they're not zero, mm -hmm. right? So they're not zero. Mm -hmm. They're not ever going to mm -hmm. be zero though. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
we ourselves, no matter how progressive you are, reflexively judge people all the time. Mm-hmm. And so racism, you know, is always going to be a factor of that. But I, I, like I wouldn't equate to, those things. I thought that's where you were going. I don't think judgment equals racism. No, so I wouldn't either. Right. So okay, mm-hmm. but let me l- let me let me be very very no 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 no. I appreciate that. Let me very be precise with my terms. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. And that prejudging someone because of their race is not in fact racism. It's bias, and we are all biased. Mm. And that the issue that you want to contend with mm-hmm. is institutional bulwarks against a more egalitarian society. And those are things you can, in fact, do something about. Mm -hmm. What you can't do, just like you, as a fundamentalist, you can't erase, you can't eliminate sin in the world. I mean, this is really a recipe Mm. for draconian measures. Oh, yeah. It's it's leaning towards Yeah, the the effort to eliminate racism is a fool's errand. Mm. You cannot, you will not, you will never eliminate racism. Mm. It cannot be done unless you eradicate the species. Right. Like that, that the way racism in that sense, yeah. not in the sense that Stephen called me out on, which I appreciate the distinction because there is a distinction for sure. No, you're talking about systemized um, racism. You're talking about systemic racism. racism? Yes. You're talking about institutionalized racism. Yes. yes. We can do something about that. Right. We absolutely, no, absolutely. Right. It's mm-hmm. a long fight, though. Right. It takes a long time. It's not easy. Right. But it's, in fact, what we're looking at right now. Right. And it's what's driving a good portion of the country crazy. Right. <laughs> right, but but you know what we're also saying, I mean, given the topic, is we're saying, I mean, it sounds pessimistic, but we don't actually end up changing people's minds, really. Like, it doesn't really happen very no, much. No, they die. They die, and their kids are born into a slightly different world, right. and then they, those people are slightly different. I think you're right. I saw Travis, I mean, Seth, I think you're wrong slightly. I think people do change, and I think people change their mm. minds, and not just on TV movies of the week. Um, I think mm. that people actually do change. And I agree with you, um, Travis, because people do die out. And sometimes those ideas die out with them sometimes, but the structures are still in place. Sometimes not. And yeah, the yeah, desire for, sure. for power and the mm. desire to make it easy and the desire, I call it stonewashed jeans idea. You want <laughs> to look as if you've worked in this jeans all your life. You just went and picked them up and you put them on. <laughs> they're, they're, and I think that that's what I was born into was... Fast food, I was born into those moments, and I'm trying to Mm -hmm. see the cultural symbols that represent people wanting to look as if they've done something and and they've done nothing at all. It's the facade of it. So that's what we're up against when we talk about change. That is great. That's great. And I I have to say, I was really distressed the other day when I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw an advertisement for sneakers that are distressed. They come to you (laughs) with scuff marks and shit. Yes. I was like, really? Yes. Well, you know, you've worn them already, right? I mean, you want them to look cool. I don't even know who the fuck we're talking to. Who are we talking to? Who are we talking to? Because even vintage was, it was jumped on that early. I'm like, you go to a secondhand store and they're selling clothes for, I'm like, these are supposed to be secondhand clothes. Remember? (laughs) Somebody wore this already for a long time. Just so disappointed in that. I yeah, I think you, there's the through line there. So I'm just uh, monitoring. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very funny. I mean, funny and dis- distressing. <laughs> at this, obviously, distressed at the about the distressed. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, um, 
All right. Well, it sounds like that's a pretty natural conversation, <laughs> Lull. Are we yeah. are we letting this one? Are we putting this one in the books? I, I think so. I think so. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, as always, <laughs> thanks uh, very much for for listening and talking. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Later.